Huh? Yeah. Shania Twain. Did they play this at the Rose? No. Did they? Yeah. I feel like this would be a good line, dan- line dancing song. No, I don't remember it at least. Okay, I got a good one for you. Were you able to learn this one? <laughs> this is the one? I'm not even. Okay, give me a minute, give me a minute. Don't do not do it now. No, no. We'll, so do, a, we'll do a promotional TikTok while you do it, too. No, I'm not gonna. Because the dance, like, there was no way I was ever gonna learn this thing. I thought I had it in the beginning. It was just, like, normal. Like, we were going, and we were going back, and then they, like, stomped three times. Yeah. And they went back up, and some lady looked at me straight in the eyes and kicked and clapped, and I was like, oh, I'm <laughs> out. No, we're good. This is, uh, not my thing. I, I know my place. I'm not the best line dancer or dancer in general. <clears throat> Can we go back to the boot scootin' boogie? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly... Electric slide? No, no, not that. Okay. If you guys play I Wrong Will Survive, choice. I can also do... I can I can do the Gloria Gainer. It's fine. Welcome back to another episode of Center of Attention, Center of Attention Sports. The Dago Express is back, as Dom dubbed it the last time. We're on the back porch again, though. Not in the whatever you called it, the Dago hole or the Dago hut. That Dago place, that's mom. Yeah, that's the house. Welcome back. It was the Dago cave. The Dago cave. Okay. I like the WAP cave better. I know, but that was that was your room at school. It was my room at school. There's a lot of ha- a, lot, a lot of things happening in the Dago cave or the WAP cave. But. Uh, be sure to follow the Center of Attention Twitter page C- at COAPod73. My Twitter page at Jimmy Pilato. Dom is on Twitter at... At Dom Pilato. And then his Instagram is... At Dom Pilato 63 I'm on Instagram at Proud underscore WAP. You can follow us on TikTok. We're ba- it's basically the same handle as everything else. You'll be able to find it if you search it. But you should definitely do that because we have a couple trends coming up. We're going to be late on the trends. But we'll have a couple of trends coming up. We're gonna make ourselves look like idiots. It's fine. We're that's the one. That's one of the things that we inherited from mom was that we have no shame. I've talked about it multiple times. I know you have, but both of us together, it, whatever little bit of shame that we have as individuals, it completely goes away because we don't care. So this be on true. the lookout. Welcome back to the show where everything is made up and the points don't matter. Wrong intro. Wrong intro. Oh, oh sorry. Uh, <clears throat> this is going to be ESPN 10, the Dago. We, uh, I talked about it on Thursday's episode, but Zach, I think, had a pretty good idea about doing half, since there's no real sports going on. Like, right now would be the middle of the NBA Finals, or actually the beginning of the NBA Finals, beginning of the NHL Stanley Cup Finals, and then have baseball in the middle of May going into June, so the Rockies could start losing 40 games in June. Mm. Um, I'm going to look up a good song to intro. Ooh, wait. Have they talked about? So, you know, okay, this is a kind of a question that just popped into my head. But you know how they talked about if we can't go back up to school, then, um, uh. Just have this in the background. This is our oh. intro song to ESPN 10. Okay. Uh, if we can't go back up to school, everybody gets a, uh, another year of eligibility. Have they talked about that with like baseball contracts and stuff like that or they're not even going to worry about it no the bad thing about baseball right now and I'm chewing so if it sounds bad I'm sorry but we're eating I'm eating a snack but 
the bad thing that's going on with baseball and the things that it has to deal with right now is that the NHL and the NBA are doing everything that they can to come back. And baseball is only not playing sports because they decided that they would rather not play without... They want to play, but they don't want to play for half their salaries. Even though there's no way that they're going to be able to pay out their salaries this year. So instead of trying to work something out with everybody, the players are just saying, F you, pay me. Which I don't think is a good look for them anyways. They were in a bad situation before. True. Baseball is probably, it went from being the nation's pastime to the least favorite sport in America, probably. I mean, maybe besides soccer. Yeah, I mean... I mean, who do you think would be easier to identify with the American demographic? Messi or Mike Trout? Trout. And Messi's European. He doesn't even play in any of the American soccer leagues. True. So... Yeah, they're in a bad situation. But we'll start off our ESPN 10 Dago segment with some paddleboard boxing. Now, I have a video pulled up. We'll be watching the video <laughs> as we talk about it. Did you see that thumbnail too? Yeah, I know. I don't I haven't watched it though. I have. It's not it's not one of the better ones, but it's it's not bad either. Okay, oh, giant paddleboard, oh. giant boxing gloves. We talk about balance in boxing anyways, and now this takes it to a whole nother level. I've, Hopefully you don't catch a down current. Ooh, spinning back fist and a left hook. He missed the with bald, the spinning back fist. So by bald bull. That was, I think that was Brody Smith. Uh, it might be. I mean, this does seem like such a YouTuber thing. Is that not Brody Smith? I don't know. No, that's not him. He's Brody Smith GoPro might be on. more identifiable than Mike Trout right now. He, I mean... And he was a professional Frisbee player. Well, and I know him from... Dude, perfect, but I know that's why you know him too. Yeah, that is Brody Smith. It is Brody Smith. Wow. This I is a. Don't know if I should be proud or. Oh, this is definitely a spoof. This isn't an actual sport. I don't know, though. They, Everybody they knows be... this t- double elimination d- or the double fault. ADA continuation rule 113D, sudden death. Everybody remembers this has not happened since that Helsinki episode in 1919. I think we all remember how that turned out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to something you have never seen before in your life. Yeah. Sudden death dodgeball. So Pepper needs new shorts. I want to know the rules to this paddleboard boxing. Is it's a rounds? Spoof. It's a spoof. Is it round? But no. Let's... There, there can't. Okay, so if let's say we're making it up. Let's say we're making up our own league. Okay. Paddleboard boxing. Are there? So, I just saw that. At the very end of the clip, obviously they were messing around, but do we make the rule that it, since it's paddleboard boxing, the first round you have to keep the gloves on, the second round you can do whatever you want, the third round there's no glove? No. Why not? Why not? That will never be sanctioned. You have to have some sort of protection. On. It's mixing the UFC, boxing, and WWE all together. Yeah, except WWE is fake. Shut up. Boxing and it's UFC still both real wear to gloves. Me, so... If you want to get this sanctioned by a commission, you're going to have to have them wear gloves. I'm sorry. I don't know how hard I'm going to work to get this sanctioned by a commission. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> if you want to I feel to like I could just buy a giant paddleboard, buy giant boxing gloves, and go out on the lake by myself. I don't think I need the commission. Do you have a... Well, how are you going to know... How you can are you going to know boat. who's the champion? Oh, well, we just go through rounds. We keep a bracket like we do with the Madden. Like we used to do when we had everybody over for a party with that giant controller adapter that we had for the PS2. How everybody would go through on the NCAA tournament, and we just kept track on a notebook. I feel like that's kind of the way that we're going to have to go. 
I'm just trying to take this from the paddle bo- paddleboard to the to the American public. If you want to look up the video, it's paddleboard boxing on YouTube. KO'd and drowning. That would be something. Everybody's going to have to wear their own life jacket. Now, does the league provide life jackets, or do you have to bring your own from home? Probably for the first event, I'd say you probably have to bring your own from home. But after that, I feel like, oh, that's what it is. Because you know how the UFC gives different jerseys to the champions? You get a black one when you're a champion? Yeah. You get the championship life jacket. And to get to the championship, you have to fight on the paddleboard without a life jacket. So if you get knocked out and you drown, sorry, you lose. I feel like we're putting a lot more effort into this than a lot of people ever thought. Oh, come on. Oh, you say that now, but you know our you know our next topic. Be honest with you, I forgot what the next topic is, but Oh, that's gonna be even better. Alright, let's get the music going again. This has been stuck in my head ever since I watched the last dance. <coughs> Our second segment, hobby horsing. Finish hobby horsing. Now, since there's an ad popping up on the video right now, and you don't know what this is, what would you guess it is? Hobby horsing. Yeah. Competi- it's a competitive sport. It's an actual sport in Finland. This is not like the last one where it was just a spoof video on YouTube. Well, because it says hobby in it, I feel like it has to do with a bunch of like... Household hobbies that you can do. Did you never have a hobby horse? Oh, that little, the little like Rocky horse thing? No, the oh. horse's head on the stick. Oh, is it jousting? No, it's not oh. jousting. Can we make it joust? Can we make a second round for this? Is, jousting? No, but this is already an established sport. The how other one we were already, coming up with the. But how is this already? An est- I've never heard of it before in my life. Do you life. think the Finns can play any other sport besides hockey? Whoa. Whoa. Oh wait, I might I actually have to look and see if I have a listener in Finland. I don't think I do. I think he's in I think he's in Amsterdam. You probably should have looked before you made that comment. The Netherlands, that's not this is a Dutch. I don't have anybody from Finland. Intolerant of other people's cultures. And a Dutch. What? <laughs> okay. I've never so what this is, once seen this before. What this is, is it's a like a horse. Like a pony show, but with hobby horses. Okay, how does that work? You ride your hobby Let's horse. Let's watch. And you go through the events. Oh, there's, there's two ads. Yeah, YouTube started putting ads back to... Oh, Simba. Disney Plus. Simba. Whoa. Do you think Disney's going to own the world first, or do you think Pornhub will take it before anybody else? How long... Like- wait, wait, wait. How long before... Pornhub buys Disney. No, I think it might be the other way around, which is going to be hilarious. Okay, now, now we have to go off on a tangent because I have to see which one of those two has more money. Oops. And this is probably not going to be the best thing to search right now. Net worth. Whoa. Two point seven trillion. <laughs> what? And that's free. What? <laughs> okay. And now let's. I bet you Disney's not even close. 
Disney's not the word? No, no, they gotta be. They gotta be up there. Just because they own everything doesn't mean they make a lot of money. Crouch rocket. One billion. You know the difference between a trillion and a billion? Like a trillion seconds is 20 years. Uh, no, I, I know. <laughs> How long? How long do we give them before Pornhub takes over the world? Why, but why would they, why would they buy them? That's my question. It doesn't make any sense to me why they would buy them, other than to just own more of the, why the did you landscape. Buy, why do you buy soda now that you have a job? Because you I can. Have the money, yeah. So Pornhub has the money to buy Disney. Why not? <laughs> There's already so many different. Oh yeah, I was looking up. Uh, that, that could be a topic for later on the podcast. Possibly thinking about some things. Okay, back to the hobby horse and video. <clears throat> I wish we had sound for the video, but you pick out your head. You pick out your head, horse's head. You pick the, out your horse's head because I can't just say you pick out your head. Because it's gonna make it. Do you have to? Yes. You have to jump over the op- I told you, it's a horse's show. Oh, it's, it's like show. it's like high jump, but what, you have the little horse in between your... Oh my god, that's actually kind of cool. No, like, these are all the events that you would ride an actual horse No, on. I understand, but, like, it's it's kind of mixing the two. You know what I mean? That's it's mi- No, I understand that, but, but I didn't... But this is ridiculous because it's a human. I don't know, I'm, I'm down with it. I'd watch. We need sports to come back badly, then, because this is not... She just, she just jumped six... Or, hold on, that, that would have been... Like five feet in the air, with a with a horse between her legs. Like that's impressive. A horse between her legs. It's a, it's a pole with a horse's. Okay, head on you it. go do it. I want to see this right now. Go go get a hobby horse. We don't have any more. None of us could, are young enough. Well, that's true. But I bet you could find. I mean, the neighbors over there probably have one. <laughs> Hi, can I borrow your hobby horse to prove a point? Sure. <laughs> I don't know whether it's creepy that you asked or creepy that they just said sure. How about you just go push my kid down and take it from him? That makes me feel less bad about it. Okay. <laughs> fine, fine. Do you I have any other heads his... to attach to this? This this is not my horse. I don't feel this as my horse. I had absolutely no that idea. Was that pretty that, impressive. Yeah, see? I had absolutely no idea that this was even a thing. This was the Do 20, they... this is the twenty nineteen Hobby Horse Championships. I wanna see when this happens, because obviously this happens every year. Where's ESPN eight? This has to be on the the Ocho, doesn't it? No, no way. I think this is even too obscure for the Ocho. That's why it, ESPN 10 is the biggest hobby horse competition in the world. Well, duh. It's the only hobby horse competition in the world. It's held every year. So, I I am in, I am thoroughly impressed when what they what they the can come up with basically just either a piece of wood or a piece of like a stick of metal and a plastic head that's that's just impressive to me. It's probably because you got bullied in elementary school. This feels like these are all kids that got bullied in elementary school. They wanted to be horse girls, but even the horse girls kicked them out of their group. I'm really alienating a lot of people. Championships take place. <laughs> March 4th. Oh, so it would have just happened. Yeah, that's why they don't have a highlight video from... Because that video f- that we were watching was posted in July of last year. I who, feel... There's so much on the... the time? Oh, there's too much on the internet. Who took the time to put together a compilation video of, like, the highlights from the entire event? 
I mean, I'm sure they have somebody that they pay to do that. You know, I really want to get into sports media, but if they told me that I had to go cover the Hobby Horse Championship, might quit. Why? Might quit. Why? Because if you get stuck with the Hobby Horse story, then you're going to be stuck with the Hobby Horse story for the rest of your life. Listen, for all you know, as soon as like as soon as you cover that, you're gonna get picked up by somebody else. That's for all you know. So I can cover the turtle turtle race next year. Yeah, you got to move up in the world. That's moving up. Yeah, because now it's live animals. Are they turtles? Yeah. Did you know that there was a turtle race instead of the Kentucky Derby this I year? Did. That was take that took place in. Pennsylvania or something like that. I think there was a turtle named Snappy. Yeah, he won. I, I, yeah, okay. I bet on him. I know that. You bet on him? No. I'm not allowed to bet, remember? Mm. That's right. You're not old enough to gamble. Well, not only that. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Of these two, which one would you rather watch? Which of, one do you think should get picked up by the Ocho? Of these two? Of meaning, paddleboard boxing or... I don't know, because I might want to watch both, but I feel like the paddleboard boxing, it's more of a game of... Obviously, it's a game of balance, but I don't know. I think that would get boring a lot quicker than watching the hobby horse race or the hobby horse Olympic... Or what, what, what was it called? Hobby horse championships. Okay. I don't know why I was pulling out other words. Anyways, the hobby horse... You had it at the first time. Uh, the hobby horse uh, championships... I feel like that I would enjoy just because it's impressive. They were jumping like five, six feet in, like in the air. You're going to make me go down there and even my, – my Google search is going to be jacked up for the next three days. World record hobby horse championship. Teen jumps more than four feet pretending to be a horse. That's – <laughs> Seems a little demeaning. <laughs> Pretending. It's the pretend. It's not a sport. He just he ate a sugar cube, he had a carrot, he's good. <laughs> there are people who do that. Remember did you watch that That's Cringe with me? What? No. <laughs> people dress up as horses and they do like conventions and shows like this. <laughs> okay, can we move on? Because this is going down a really weird rabbit hole and I don't know if I like it. This is really weird. That's why they need to bring sports back, so I don't have to keep talking about hobby horse championships and paddleboard boxing. I don't know what I'm going to come up with next week. Oh, actually, I saw there's Singaporean foot volleyball. I know there's like head hacky ping- sack. No, it's like volleyball, but you know, you can only touch it with your feet. But they actually kick it really hard. They're so, fa- so fairly impressive. It's kind of like hacky sack. No, because you don't kick a hacky sack over a net. And you no, don't spike but... a hacky sack. They spike. Oh, no, it's like the, it's like what they played in Avatar. Okay. Uh, oh, my... Okay, those of you out there who know Avatar, because obviously don't he hasn't... Into the... Sorry. <laughs> those of you out there who know Avatar, because obviously he hasn't made it to that episode yet, I'm pretty sure it's like season three, episode 19 or something. No, it's not 19. That's way too late in the season. Season three, like episode 10, it's... Uh, the Ember Island players or something like that, I think. Where Zuko and Azula are playing that weird foot volleyball thing. That maybe not, no, because they were kicking it. So that wasn't regular volleyball. But they were playing against them and, like, Azula went crazy. Shut up. I'm 
just trying to make sure that everybody can stay entertained whether you were talking about anime. This is a sports podcast, Dominic. Speaking of which, um, so I feel like there's a couple things that we should talk about. Would you like to talk about the sports-related stuff now? Like the actual events that took place? Or would you rather talk about something... Because it just popped into my head. I didn't tell you that I was planning on talking about this. But I was thinking about it while I was at work today. So you want to go with the wild card? Or you want to go with the sports events? The wild card? What's the wild card? We talk about the riots and stuff that's happening. And everybody's reaction to it. And what you feel about it. And how you feel people should react to it. Or do you want to just go to the sporting events and save that for last? Save that for last, probably. You don't want to bring everybody back up? <laughs> We're going to go into the muck here. If we, I, I feel like we, I'm, and that's a poor, I think that's a poor choice of words because everybody's, it's a very real situation, but that's how I deal with a lot of things is turn it into comedy. You want to go talk about the crap that's going on in the world right now or and then end with the sports segment or you want to go sports segment, bring everybody down to go home? It's okay, I guess let's just get into it. <clears throat> so you know, you've seen the riots and stuff, and it's obviously happened closer to home than I think either of us expected. Because Denver, well, yeah, I mean it was Denver crazy. Ca- like we couldn't yesterday. stop yesterday until we got to Hamden or something like that. Yeah, that was that was crazy. I've never, as somebody who's wanted to be a police officer, I wanted to get your thought on it. And I don't <laughs> want politician dumb. I want this to be what you think about the situation that's going on. Is it justified? Is it should it be expected? Should we have thought something else was going to happen? What What do you? Where do you stand on all this? Because I've talked. I talked to mom and dad while we were out earlier today. While you guys were all at work, and I can tell you, mom and I have completely different perspectives on this, which is fine. Everybody's going to have a different perspective on this, but I wanted to talk about what you what you feel about it. Well, you should never expect somebody who's in the who's in a position of authority to. Truthfully, it was an abu- it was an abuse of power. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's supposed to be the guy who's protecting everybody. He's supposed to be the guy who's protecting rights and saving and you know keeping everybody in line and making sure that everything that's supposed to happen is happening on a daily basis. But for something like that to happen, in my opinion, I know it's happened a, a couple times in the last few years. Uh, with the Ferguson shooting, am I making that? Is that correct? Yeah, I think Ferguson. Ferguson was back in 2015, and then Baltimore had a couple riots. Um, the hands up, don't shoot is basically when Black Lives Matter started, and that was back in like 2014, 2015. So it's not. It's it's inexcusable. I was shocked. What is what is inexcusable? I guess I'm not understanding. What the you think the police officers' actions. I feel like that that was inexcusable. Like uh, last night, I can't remember who brought it up, but when he's in when he, when he's in his handcuffs with his hands behind his back, he's not he. There's a reason why you're handcuffed with your hands behind your back because a you can't run nearly as fast, and there's no way really for you to defend yourself unless you're going to try to kick, and those that's going to be a lot easier to try to defend against than if you were either able to use your hands or if you were throwing a punch. But once he has the handcuffs on and he's detained, I guess, for lack of a better term, there's no reason for you to continue to kneel down, put pressure on him, and suffocate him like they were. Now, I 
I don't know. I don't know if surprise being surprised is the best um, word for it because it's happened before. Everybody knows that it's happened before, and it although it's better than it had been, you know, Has twenty. It been? No, no, no. I'm hold on, like you know, twenty, thirty, forty years ago. The, the racism aspect, I guess. It's better than it has been, but it's still obviously not dead. And I don't know if it if it is better. I mean, it, it's well, not public lynchings and burning crosses in people's front yards. I guess that's kind of what I'm talking about. It's but, not that. It's not to that extent, but there's some people who still hold that sentiment. Well, this is definitely the actions of somebody who is racist. And then 100%. You see the reactions of people... I don't think that the riots are necessary. I don't think that they're going to help anything. What I said about the riots is that what can you expect when you've legitimately had people living in your country who have been oppressed to no end, and you could basically do, when you wear a badge, you can basically do whatever you want to these people, and nine times out of ten, you're going to get off for it. This guy, the, I don't don't, he's, nec- he's I don't really want to say, yeah, I don't me. really want to say his name because I don't think that he deserves that, but the police officer who is on trial for the murder of George Floyd has had similar incidents like this in the past. And it's always been against a person of color, and he's always gotten away with it, gotten acquitted, either shuffled. It's kind of like the Catholic Church did with the pedophiles, where they hush it, quiet everybody down, and move that person to another parish where nobody knows who he is. So they took him, moved him, and now he was a police officer in Minneapolis. Now, we see, and I think this is why we should talk about this on a sports podcast, we see different reactions from different people and how things are handling it. I think the athletes that are going down to their hometowns, because a lot of the athletes that are from the South are having protests in their hometowns, and I think that's something that's positive to look at. I personally signed the petition to try and end police brutality. I don't know if that's going to do much, because there's a lot that would have to change to try and and stop this but then you have the nfl and ea sports trying to talk about how this is a conversation that needs to be had when the nfl blackballed colin kaepernick when he was taking a stance against police brutality or taking a knee for police brutality that's what he was doing and then ea sports when they released madden they have a song called big bank in it by big sean and Big Sean has a lyric where he says, "I'm you guys are more Cap, I'm more Colin Kaepernick. And in the video game, they blank out Colin Kaepernick. So it's a lot of people are giving the NFL a whole bunch of crap and EA Sports because they are two entities that always say, peacefully protest, peacefully protest, peacefully protest, speak your mind, be yourself. But they've oppressed the one person who's done that. Whether you agree with his kneeling or, or, or not, I don't. I don't think you can look at it now with everything that's happened since that ha- since the initial kneel, and say that it wasn't something that was still relevant. That's what a lot of people were saying. Well, it's disrespecting the flag for something that's not not relevant anymore. I don't think it was never not relevant. I mean, there's a ton of examples for all of this. Yeah, and I mean, I see what you're. I, I, I can't believe that they would release a statement like that after they so quickly hushed it, you know, tried to put out the fire when Kaepernick was trying to stand up for 
There's a ton of people who burned Nike merchandise when it was revealed that Nike was supporting him during his whole social justice campaign. And now nobody's burning anything because of this. I mean, they're burning everything now, but they're giving people a whole bunch of crap for burning stuff and rioting and all that all well, that kind of all the riots are good are good and well but no 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 you can't say that because they're not it's ba- it's very bad what? for the communities and it's Listen, bad for business owners but hold on that's obviously I'm not I'm not expressing my support for rioting and looting and all that different stuff okay but what we have to think about is Sure, right now people are outraged. Sure, sure they're expressing themselves however they're going to express themselves. But is that going to be the same two months from now? Six months from now? A year from now? It's not going to, you know, a couple whatever you want to, you know, protests of some sort right now aren't going to make enough change that has to happen, you know, as, as quickly as some people might think. It has to be, it's a long process. It, it has to be continuous. And that's going to be the question, whether people stay with it and, and peacefully, hopefully, try to speak their minds and, and let people know what they feel. Or is it going to die out and is nobody really going to even think about it here in the next couple months? Who, who knows? But that's the thing that I, I guess I'm curious to see and if if they keep going with it, then that's great. I think that they could actually make some major changes, and I think that you know it's going to be positive change and all that different stuff. But they have to be they have to not be you know they have to they have to be smart about it. They have to be peaceful about it. Obviously, their 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 message is going to stay the same, but they have to figure out a peaceful way for them to get that message across. It doesn't do anybody any good to keep burning down businesses, stealing stuff from stores. Oh, they just took, they went into Target and just took everything. That's more, that's the problem that I have with the riots. Yes, it's violent. Yes, it's a public safety concern. Um, but they're not even, it's a whole bunch of people. I don't think that the people protesting this are the ones starting the riots. I think that no. it's people... People it's a lot are just of trying people, to take honestly, take advantage of the situation. If we want to call it what it is, it's a lot of white people taking advantage of the fact that there's public unrest and they're going in and causing havoc because well, I mean, they know that they're not going to get. I mean, they could get caught, but they're they know they're not going to get blamed for it because this is a Black Lives Matter thing. Right, and it, people are taking advantage of the situation, 100. percent People are, and you know, they're thinking, oh well, there's a riot going on. They're they're looting this Target or whatever. And they weren't even. It was the white people that were going. Hey, everybody is focused over there. Let's go into Target and see what we can take. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, they're like, oh, there's an 85 inch TV in this Target, and hey, they're not going to think twice about it because, you know, they're doing the same thing. So why don't I just join? They don't. They're not. They're not trying to support or anything like that. And obviously, it's this isn't the best way to support. But they're not trying to do anything like that. They're just taking advantage of the chaos, okay. and <clears throat> trying to. Better, you know, better themselves to get whatever they want from it, which is not right. I want you to uh, watch this scene because it's one of I. We watched the it's do the right thing. I know you probably haven't seen the movie, but we watched it one of my comm classes, and it's uh, from the '90s. It was Spike Lee's first movie that he got really famous for, and it talks about race relations. And I want you to just watch this scene because it it came out. I I gotta look up when it was released. Uh, hold on. You know, safari's version. 
Okay. When was do the right thing released? So it came out in 1989. So on this block, there's public unrest about a guy who owns a pizza parlor telling somebody that he can't have his boombox. So then the police get called. And if you've seen the movie, you know what scene I'm talking about. If not, search Do the Right Thing Radio Raheem Death Scene. And you should watch this, and then you should go watch some of the videos that are being shown from these riots. So right now, the two white police officers have one of the bigger characters in the movie who's African-American. His name is Radio Raheem because he has a big boombox. They have him in a chokehold, and two guys are holding his arms down, and he's choking him with his billy club. They have him lifted off the ground, and I believe that he's off the ground for about 45 to 60 seconds. You can kind of hear a cop telling him that it's enough and let him go, and the cop tells him to shut the F up. And then after he falls to the ground dead because they choked him to death, they antagonize him saying that he's faking it until they realize what they did. That's that's pretty much it in the scene. That came, that, that was released in 1989, and I don't know if you've watched any of the vi- footage from the riots and seen what's happening, but how, what did that remind you of when you first saw it? That video of George Floyd on the ground, and the cop just not doing anything. I don't know, I didn't hear any of the cops in that video saying to get off of him, but that, that scene when I first saw it made me physically sick. It was, it was really tough to watch. It wasn't right. And it's what happens when... It's weird because you're, you, give, you give power to somebody and they let it go to their head and they take advantage of the status it's to the just, point where... How does this still happening? When How are we still having to talk about something like this when that was released over 30 years ago? You're, you're, and it's the exact same situation that we saw in real life get played out in this scene. You're only, you're going to have to... I bet you you're probably going to have to continually talk about it. I, I'm not going to be surprised if in a couple more years another situation like this comes up and we're going to have to... It's really going to be a different situation because there's a potential that there's going to be new people in the family and all that different stuff that we're going to have to, to get their perspectives on and all that in, in all this. But it's, it's sad to think of, but we're not, we're never going to not have to talk, talk about it. I, I have the feeling at least not in my lifetime or your lifetime, there's always going to be another situation like this. And it's, it, it pains me to say, because 
It's frustrating. It's it's frustrating. It is it's frustrating, and that's why I, I think that's why mom and dad are mad that I keep saying that I don't necessarily disagree with the rioters and the looters, because I, I think I, I think if you put yourself in the shoes of the African American community, and this is a white kid from middle class suburbia talking, you couldn't. How many times are you gonna let somebody blatantly poke you in the eye before you hit some hit back? They weren't allowed to hit back for a long time. There's 300, there's 300 or so years <clears throat> where you weren't allowed to hit back for what they did to you. Then you add on another hundred because the Civil War ended in 1865. The Civil Rights Act wasn't passed until 1964. 1968. Well, it was the initial one was passed, and then there's multiple after that. It wasn't until about 1980 that any of those actions were actually put practiced. And by that time, you have the Rodney King beating. Eleven years later, you have multiple people being. There's like there's reports of multiple people who are African American, like they get shot in their house because L.A. SWAT was doing a drug raid and they went to the wrong address. And there's obviously in that situation you have high intensity, you have high adrenaline. You're not going to be able to just sit there and listen to somebody say, "Hey, no, that's not me." You're going to shoot. <clears throat> I don't know. There's no right. There's no, there's not a right a right thing. And I talked to Rev about this because Rev is African-American. Rev has also got a different perspective because he's a first-generation American in his family. And I don't know what his parents' situation was like back in Nigeria, but I'm sure that when they came to America, they weren't worried about having to teach Rev how to Interact with interact with police, and if you watch the show All American, there's a great scene where it talks about because in All American you have the main character who's from Crenshaw, in South Central Los Angeles, where a lot of gang activity happens. Police are very that's ba- that's where uh, Rodney King was beaten. Then you have his friend and who he ends up living with because he transfers to Beverly Hills to play football, and. They get it pulled over, and the kid from Beverly Hills doesn't know that a black guy can't talk back to the cops. When you're a black man and you get pulled over, you put your hands on the dashboard or the steering wheel, and you ask permission for whatever you're going to do. I don't know why that has to be a thing that we teach. I don't understand why we, and I'm saying we as a collective of the majority population, or the people who don't have to worry about that, the people who, who enjoy white privilege, and everything that we get to do on a daily basis. I'm not sure why we're okay with that having to be a reality that's taught in the country. I I can't think of a reason why other than the fact that that's just how it always has been. But if we continue to just go with that's how it's always been, that doesn't work either. Being silent in this situation I think makes you guilty. Being silent in this situation, I think, shows that you don't have a, a lack. I think it shows a lack of empathy and it shows a lack of respect for a group of people that have to deal with something like this on a daily basis. So that's that's my opinion on it. That's why it's not surprising that people are trying to burn places down. It's not surprising that there's tension between the two sides. But it's, again, sensationalized media. Have you heard anything about COVID since this whole thing started? Other than the fact that we're still not necessarily supposed to leave our houses for long periods of time, no. Have you seen any of the videos of 
police and protesters holding hands together, making a line together, taking a knee together. Yeah. Exactly. What you, you see the violence, you see the tear gas being opened up on you people who are seemingly standing to there. Keep the chain going on their Instagram stories of the this is not okay, this is this, this is that, which, which is does great. nothing. Which is they're I guess spreading the word, but they're also not helping because People don't want to say one way or the other because there's always going to be people who don't agree with anything that we're saying. For as open-minded but and for as... there's always going to be people like that, no I mean, matter that's what, what the topic is. But they are the ones that are in power because of the institutionalized racism that is embedded throughout in our, our entire country. Yeah. I, I, you were in a place where it's institutionalized that you can get your you can get hands put on you and you can't say anything and it's going to be covered up information dies at that place at a place that's that far entrenched in that kind of behavior you better get on board because if you don't get on board you're going to get got I'm not saying and you get got can mean anything get got can mean a beating get got can mean extra PT get got can mean you getting sent home but just sitting there especially in the situation that we're in because we're not ever going to have to deal with something like this, I don't believe. I feel like it's a disservice to ourselves and it's a disservice to what our generation can do if we just sit here and don't talk about it. If we just sat there and said, oh, wow, those riots are crazy, we should stay at home. Oh, wow, those guys are completely out of line. That cop was out of line, but now they're even more out of line. It's the same thing with like people bringing up the fact that George Floyd had a, or, yeah, George Floyd had a criminal record before he got arrested this past time. And he had counterfeit money in his pocket. Rodney King also wasn't an angel, but nobody deserves to be handcuffed with their hands behind your back and getting beaten by six billy clubs. I just feel like there's a lot of stuff that we need to talk about and needs to be addressed that a lot of people are just shying away from because it's the easy thing. Kick the can down the road. Somebody else will deal with it until that can finally can't go any further down the road and then that generation is not going to be able to deal with it at all. We need to start taking steps forward to, to defend against this happening again. That's my stance on it. Okay, now we can transition. And cut. Why are you looking at me like that? Do you not agree with me? I'm not saying I don't agree with you. I'm not saying that I do agree with you. But like you said, there's not there's not a one syllable answer or one sentence answer that we can get to that's gonna make everybody happy. And the, it's gonna just take time. And I know that we've said that before, and I know that people before us have said that. And it's been it's been time, and it seems like nothing's getting done, but. That's fine that's if it takes time. I don't need it to change right away, but I, I think we need to take... That's the thing that I can say. I know. I'm just... I'm telling you, I agree with you that it's going to take time, but I think that if nobody starts to do something when we take this time, then it's just taking time to stall. That's what stalling is. We're filibustering right now on this issue. <clears throat> Anyways, now that we've addressed that, and you can take that however you want, if you agree with me, if you don't agree with me, or Dom, or anybody... It's fine. You're entitled to your own opinion. That's the perfect thing about this country. That's why people were able to go protest. People aren't 
able, aren't protected to riot underneath the Constitution, but they had every single right in their power to go and protest peacefully. Whoever started the violence is whoever started the violence, but... All right, now moving on. We watched the UFC last night. You didn't watch as many um, fights as I did, but you did. we did watch the main event. What did you see from the main event? You, did you know who Tyron Woodley is? I didn't know who Tyron Woodley was. Um, I didn't know who the other guy was. He, he was a newer one to me, for sure. And I don't know if he's new to the sport or not. I haven't kept up nearly he's as much as I... a 19-3 record. So he's been fighting for a little bit. He's just new. He's just newer to the he's UF, newer to the UFC. I yeah, think he okay. probably was in Strike Force or something like okay. that. Let me tell you what, though, he looked insanely good. He's one of the best Brazilian strikers I think I've seen for a while. Now, in all fairness, he was beating up on a Woodley who was probably past his prime. Making rap songs. Making rap songs. Have like, I shown you that song? N- no, and I don't really think I want to listen to it's it. It's not good. But it it was about as good as his fight performance was last night. I'm not trying to take it take away from. Uh, what was the other guy's name? Uh, Burns? George Burns, I okay. think. I'm not trying to take away from his victory. He 100% earned that victory. He beat the hell out of Woodley for five rounds. It was a unanimous decision. Unanimous, and it was, yeah. And it was 50-44, 50-44, 50-45. There were a couple 10-8 round, rounds. Yeah, no, it's for sure should have been him who won. But he was kind of fighting the, a fighter on the backside of his career who probably should think about hanging up the gloves here pretty soon. You realize that Woodley was the number one ranked welterweight, though. And he had just lost his title in his last fight? Yeah, but he looked like crap. Well, I mean, that's what he looked like in his title fight. I'm not saying that he's not on the back half of his career. No, I, I, I know what you're saying. That's a marquee win. That's like beating No, like, I know. That's it, beating the former champion. Yeah, like the it, for Immediate sure. former champion. For sure. And he's now in the, in the title... Talk, not necessarily in the picture, but he's t- being talked about it. I can, I'll pull up the rankings and see. I'm sure how I changed. don't. I'm sure he wasn't low, low ranked, uh, but I don't know if he was top ten or anything like that. I don't think he was. Um, but I'm sure he probably got put into the top ten after that fight last night. If if not, then something's going on with the rankings because he definitely should have been. But he looked insanely poised for the what was at stake in that fight, and. I think that he he stood up to the pressure, and I think that he's 100% a future champion as long as he gets the shot. So he was sixth going into the fight. Woodley was first. Oh, he was already in the top ten. Okay. Yeah, he was already well, in the top ten. If he 10. was sixth, then I bet you he, he probably had, jumps up to three or two well, and is now in, in the contender picture. I think he jumps Colby Covington because Covington just had a shot at Usman, who's the champion. He probably jumps Leon Edwards because he hasn't really fought that much. Steven Thompson hasn't really fought all that much. So he probably goes up to four. or I think they move Masvidal up to one, and then they move Burns up to three. And then I don't know. They're probably going to keep somebody. They'll probably keep Covington at two. But he's going to be in the top five. And when you're within the top five that high, you can kind of justify a title shot at any point. I think if he gets the shot, he's going to take it. I, I need you to go home and watch, or we're at home, but I need you to go watch some of Kamaru Usman's no, fights. No, I'm not saying that he's going to win. I'm gonna, I'm he's going to get a fight? Yeah, he, okay. he should 100% get the fight. because And I think that'd be a, a decent fight, at least for the first round or two. I, I need to see how his defense of wrestling is, and I need to see 
a little bit more of his game. I know he's Brazilian, but I don't think he's one of the... I think he's a Muay Thai Brazilian, not a BJJ Brazilian. I could be wrong. Rev would know way more than I do. Um, But Usman's wrestling is top-notch. Usman's got such mental toughness. His knees are... He's got... his His knees are bad. His knees are bad enough to the point where he can't run for conditioning. He just wrestles live and does the bike. And he has he went 25 minutes with Woodley and did the same exact thing to that guy that that guy did last night, except even a little bit more impressive. I just want to see that fight. I think it'd be an amazing fight to watch. Have you seen Kamara Usman? Uh, maybe. I'll pull up a picture real quick. I think it that reminds me of kind of like the uh, you remember the I mean you obviously remember the parties that we used to have when Shane was fighting those those type of fights where it was like big card. That's the 170-pound champion, Kamaru Usman. See, that guy last night doesn't look like he... He would have to get within range, but... Yeah, I kind of I wanted to see the... I want to see the tail of the tape for this fight. He's got to got. have at least a four-inch reach advantage, I would think. That guy last night wasn't huge. Kamaru Usman. That, and he looks like he's got some long-ass arms. I know he's explosive. He's it's a that cat with them long ass arms. He's a badass wrestler. He's meowth. That's six he foot. Is. He has a seventy six inch reach. And Gilbert Burns. His name is Gilbert, by the way. Hmm. Gilbert Burns is five ten, and it doesn't say his reach, but I'm sure five ten. It's not that long. Five ten. Eh, I don't know. It'd be a dangerous fight for him because he'd have to try and get inside the pocket. Which he did against Woodley, and Woodley's a top-ranked wrestler too, but he's nowhere near on the level that Usman's fighting at right now. Usman's on a, a whole other level. He won his last fight by doctor stoppage because he broke Colby Covington's jaw shut. I don't know how they got his mouthpiece out. True. That's... But I, I think it was a... It was an okay fight. I mean, it wasn't... the It was kind of a letdown because the last one that we watched was a pay-per-view, so there was a ton of really good fights and a ton of really big yeah, games. Yeah, that was just a USC fight night, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was just a, it was just I mean, a fight there, night. You can, you can sometimes get fights, like good Corin, fights from that. But. Corin Tilo, Tio. Corin Tio and Carlisle was a good fight. It was a unanimous decision. What about, was that the heavyweight? No, no that wasn't the that heavyweight fight was Sake. I hated that. I, I've. It wasn't a good fight. They no. shouldn't have been the, they shouldn't have been the co-main. Fight. No. I can't. And it was neither in, of it was them in had Vegas. Any, I mean, so I, I get know. that they're heavyweights, but neither of them had any type of cardio, even for a heavyweight. No. They were just trying to throw the big blow and get the fight over with. Which I, again, I say that they're heavyweights, and that's kind of what, how a heavyweight fights. But not the good heavyweights. No, not the good heavyweight. The good heavyweights are biding their time. Put any they, of those guys in. Last. Put any of those guys in with Francis and Ganu, and see what happens. Or not even Francis and Ganu. Yeah, you're going night night. He might not even show up and still knock you out. How do you do that? That would be like the scene from Never Back Down. Fight. Done. Uh, I'm good. Yeah. You got to get in there. No, I'm fine. I'm going to stay out here. Tapped out. We're good. I'm going to stay outside. Um, is, that a, is that a real thing? Like, could you actually, once they say fight, like, just tap out? I mean, obviously, you you probably wouldn't do that. but that's You wouldn't a, get paid. You'd get your show money, but you wouldn't get your fight money. Hmm. Well, I'm obviously nobody would say. That. I mean, if you're in the UFC, you're in the UFC to fight. You're not. You missed the uh, first the first female leg lock in women's MMA history. Mackenzie Duran hit a knee bar on 
Clifers. Oh, yeah. Oh. Everybody was like, why'd she tap so fast? And I go, because when you get your knee extended like that, it's an arm bar, but with your knee. And your knee is nowhere near as durable as your elbow is. Oh. It was it was nasty. I'm sure she's still walking with a limp today. But that was... I think Dad felt that one. That was probably the... That was probably performance bonus. Um, yeah. uh, submission of the night or whatever. Submission of the night. There was only... There's only two more... KOs and TKOs and this guy Gutierrez um, he was on he was the first fight of the prelims so we this didn't watch it supposed to be good yeah okay. if I if you I pushed was gonna it, laugh it's not you if you push it it would <laughs> blink and then that would be muted but also how dumb do you think I am I can watch us be recorded no I understand that you know what you're doing but I just noticed that the the, the light was lit up and it said mute if it's a, if it was blinking then it would be mute and also, it's not muting us, it's just muting what you could... Because you can plug headphones into this and then hear yourself. Mm. See? That's... But it was good... I think it was a good overall fight. I mean, UFC's been the only thing going strong since the quarantine happened. And they have another big one. Nunez is fighting this weekend. You bet your ass now that we have ESPN Plus, I'm watching that fight. Nunez... Oh, it's, you know Amanda Nunez. I showed you her last night when she knocked out Chris Cyborg. Yeah. Nunez versus Felicia Spencer. I think that it's a bad matchup for Felicia Spencer. Let's see the odds. Nunez is a minus 600 favorite. She hits like a Mack truck. Aljamain Sterling is fighting on this card. Neil Magny, who's a Colorado guy, is fighting on this card. Hmm. It's going to be a big one. Uh, on the Thursday episode, I'll give. <laughs> on the Thursday episode, I'll have a section of uh, my betting predictions. Not who I think is going to win the fight, but I th- who I think you should bet on to make money because I know, especially live MMA betting is super big right now. That's why Spencer invited us over last night so I can help him out. And I did. I I broke him I got, even, and I got Mike some money. I got caught in the gravitational pull of your invite. I wasn't really invited mainly because I was going to have to work. But like, oh no, you were invited. You were so what? You were in, you, oh. it was you and Ed were invited if you guys weren't working. But oh. then you guys got off early. Did, it was mom were, and dad that tried to get caught in the gravitational pull. Oh, well, like you were so invited that like it invited everybody around you. Well, That's, I won Spencer sixty bucks the last time, so he's like, hey, um, you uh, you want to get fights? And when I was texting him before we went over there, he's like, maybe if you go if you do well, you can be the bookie. And I was like, I don't know numbers well enough to set the odds. Well, to set the odds, I don't know, but I can play. You the got odds. A, the way that they set the odds is they make it enticing enough for you to go with the underdog, but they know that you're if you go with the underdog, you're most likely not going to make your money back. That's how they're going to make their money. It's like the minus six hundred plus four fifty. I mean, if you didn't know anything about fighting, you were just going based off the odds. Plus four fifty is a huge payout. Let's see. I can probably Google how much money would you win. Bet hundred dollars at plus four fifty. Ooh, betting odds calculator. Yeah, my internet search history is gonna be all janked up. Odds. And whose fault is that? Well, I needed to show you that Pornhub runs the world. <laughs> I feel like you didn't need to show me that. You just wanted to show me that. So if you put $10 down at plus 450 you make $45. Yeah. 
so you get it's a $35 profit plus you get your money back so guys that go in and bet heavy in Vegas see plus 450 and go I'll put a thousand down on the plus 450 and they're thinking of getting a 35 payout yeah making their money back but also getting a 35 payout yeah that's how and when you bet in Vegas it's the same thing like when you're gambling at the table drinks are free Um, if you lose a certain amount of money they comp you a suite just so that you continue to bet your money and continue to spend your money. Because a casino, all they have to do is have you sit there longer. That's dangerous. That's why they don't have uh, clocks or windows. That's really dangerous. And you should walk, well, you don't walk I'm away on the heater. I'm not a betting man, but that sounds pretty good to me. I'm not going to lie. You never walk away from the table when you're on a heater. But as soon as your heater dies, get out. Because you're not going to catch another one. Hey, remember though, from my 21st, we're going to Vegas. I think we're going to Vegas this year too for Roxy's. And I know how to and I know how to count cards. So as long as I can sit at the well, table. Well, now that's on the internet. So thank you. What? No. Shh. Delete that. No. Delete that. I'm not deleting. Delete it. that. I didn't get to play at the table, so this will be my first time playing blackjack the next time I go to Vegas. And now we're gonna wrap up a little bit by talking about more draft picks because we got good feedback on our last episode that we did with the Jets and Bengals draft picks and where we thought it puts the team. And since we live in Denver, we sadly. don't do the Broncos. huh? Sadly. Yeah, kind of sadly. <laughs> but even though neither of us really like the Broncos, if we don't do them, I know people would be very upset if we didn't do the Broncos. So let's do it. Um, they finished... Five and eleven last season, six and ten, six and ten. Same record as the no, Jets, no, 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 no. I thought. Seven and nine. They finished seven and nine, and that was a step up from five mm. eleven two seasons ago. Did yeah, they finish seven and nine. Yeah, because I didn't they think were. That they did that well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's not great, obviously, but I didn't think they did that well. You still didn't finish five hundred. Neither did the Broncos, but I know that they finished seven and nine because it was five eleven two year five and eleven two years ago, six and ten the year before last, and then seven and nine with Drew Locke. Yeah, and there was five and eleven right after they. Right after the uh, won the Super Bowl, yeah. Hold Talk on. about a. I mean, they won, and then well, then the Marcus Ware he retired, Manning retired, so they lost two heavy hitters on both sides of the ball. So, I don't know if this is the right song, but since we talked about Drew Locke, I had to play. I put on for my city. Because that was uh, no, I, I know you were sitting on the bench rapping. Yeah, I don't know. but I don't know if that's the right song or not. I don't think it is. That video still goes all... I mean, obviously, because it's on the internet, it's forever, but... I put it on for my city, on, on for my city. I can't figure out... This is how you know I don't listen to any of those songs, but now they come into 2020. Uh, same coach, Vic Vangio. What did you think of Vic last year? Uh, for a first-year head coach... Wasn't he a first-year head coach? Could have been a whole hell of a lot worse. For sure. And you would know. And I would know. But in a city like Denver where we've seen a lot of success, especially in football, you're always going to have that little bit of an asterisk next to it because, sure, you're a first-year. But well, I, I mean, think he I was, found the right. He was... Yeah. But... um. For first year, I mean, sure, you're going to get a little bit of the benefit I mean, of the doubt. But he's 60 years old, and he's been coaching in the league for 40 years. So technically he's a first-year head coach. But it's not his first-year coaching. I understand. It does make a difference, though, because you 
I was talking about it with uh, David, who does the wet wall in the mornings for that Kings, and he was talking about how when you go to uh, when you get bumped up into management, you just get pulled different places. You're not even doing the job that you started off doing. You're just kind of putting out fires and managing other people. Yeah, no, that's exactly that's what, what a head Brandon coach has is. to do. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's that's what a head coach is now. Um, Which is fine. You don't actually you just have, have to, to get used to that aspect of it. Going from D coordinator to head coach, you're not game planning anymore. You have to talk to the media every day. Mm. You're not in the box anymore. You're on the sidelines. You have to make sure you know when to call the timeouts, when to throw the challenge flag, um, and all that kind of different stuff. So it is different. But I agree with you. It could have been worse. I don't like how – and I, Philip Lindsay's kind of not my favorite player anymore just because he's a little bit of a jerk about some of it. But uh, I think that it was bad that after Lindsay got the 1,000 yards rushing – in the last game, he put him back in and had the live. He knows his offensive line isn't good enough to run block to keep that thousand. It was like a thousand and eight, and then the next play, he lost four yards. Well, so but in in fairness, it shouldn't be though, for it shouldn't be. You shouldn't be coaching for individual accolades, but yeah, what else got, are you, you playing play for? To win. What well, else are you What else are you playing for? Well, play to win, win. What? So you go eight and eight, or win the or game? You play to you play to win, so you go seven and nine instead of six and ten. What's the difference? Well, it makes you draft good, position makes you well, yeah. Draft position gets you a better draft position. Get you a worse draft position. Okay, but you play to win. That's that's the whole that's the whole name of the game. You don't play for any individual aspect. If those come while you're winning, that's great. Like when Manning was playing with the Broncos and he kept breaking all the single season re- records and all that different stuff. Even though when they won the Super Bowl, they actually had the worst offensive performance of any Super Bowl team ever. When all of that was coming through, the reason why nobody even batted an eye towards it is because they kept winning. Nobody cared because all they cared about was the W in the record books that came the Monday after the game or the Tuesday after the game or whatever it was. Well, my whole thing is it's the last week of the season. You're not playing for a playoff spot no matter what. It's a hometown kid possibly going to become the first undrafted free agent running back to go back-to-back 1,000-yard seasons. There's a lot other. It's you got to give the fans a reason to come back. So now Lindsey did end up getting the thousand yards. So he's a back-to-back thousand-yard rusher. So the fans will be coming back to see what he does this year. Except he's probably not going to be playing that much because they picked up Melvin Gordon and he's so much better. In all fairness, though, another win could have been a reason for the fans to come back too. I don't think there's a difference between season ticket holders from six and ten to seven and nine. I think you saw your biggest loss in season ticket holders when they went back-to-back uh, losing seasons for the first time since 1960 or whatever. Sure. First time since Pat Bullen bought the team, they'd had back-to-back losing seasons. Anyways. Anyways, next. that's the last year in kind of in review. First pick, pick number 15, Jerry Judy, wide receiver from Alabama. What did you it. think? You liked it? I'm not mad at it. Uh, I feel like that might be a nice compliment to Sutton. Um... Okay, here's what I'll uh, here's what I'll ask you then. How are they going to be able to get the ball to either of them? Well, they need an offensive line, that's for sure. They got a big hold at left tackle, man. Yeah. Well, not only that, I mean, yeah, you you obviously need to stack up your offensive line, but I also feel like that's kind of one of those guys that you don't you're afraid to skip out on him because you don't think I mean, he's not going to be there the next time necessarily that you have a pick. I mean, uh, so I understand what their thinking was, but look, but that's not the position that they needed. I think that they screwed themselves, especially in looking back on the draft, 
when they picked KJ Hamler, who's basically Jerry Judy, except he went to Penn State and Jerry Judy went to Alabama. So you could have drafted a the best player available, not Jerry Judy, because Jerry Judy wasn't even the best wide receiver available at true. that point. Very true. Denzel Mims was the best wide receiver available at that Very point. Very true. And then you go get KJ Hamler, who's got an unofficial four two seven forty, but I mean you just had the guy who led Penn State, who has the career record for receptions at Penn State, and Deshaun Hamilton for the past three years. What has he done? He's not even a starter. Cortland Sutton is your guy. You need it. You have a number one. You have a tight end in Fant, who's a passing threat. Mm-hmm. You now have Melvin Gordon, who can catch the ball out of the backfield. True. Why did you need to pick two receivers in the first two rounds? You didn't. But what I'm telling you is, although they screwed the pooch, okay, they did. They, mainly, Logan Wilson, opinion, the linebacker they, from Wyoming, was available when they picked KJ Hamler, and that would have been a much better pick because they don't have a middle linebacker. Exactly, they're not. They weren't. It's almost like they were more worried about getting the big name, like oh, it's a receiver out of Alabama or it's a receiver out of Penn State. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Okay, big name, big name in quotes. You know, wide receiver. Then actually getting positions that they needed, they could have taken those two picks, gotten an offensive lineman. You know, interior, let's say. That way, you know, he can step up in the pocket if he needs to. Their second, third-round pick, they did pick up Lloyd Cushenberry, who was the center at LSU last year. Yeah, okay, and that's, that's a pretty that's a very good pick, actually. You said that was third round or second round? That was, They had two third-round picks. So okay. it goes, their picks in order go Jerry Judy at 15, K.J. Hamler at 46, Michael Ojemudia, cornerback from Iowa at 77, yeah. Cush. Lloyd Cushenberry coming into the league with a nickname is kind of cool. Yeah, and, and you know Cush, what? He's going to play center for them. He's pick yes. eighty three. Yes, very an amazing pick, McTelvin, especially after f- screwing up those first three. Because honestly, his offense got drafted way later than they should have. Besides Burrow, okay, but they they shouldn't have picked that cornerback. I mean, they needed a cornerback because they, they lost a Chris Harris, but they could have they could have. Picked it. Picked any quarter. I mean, there's so many quarterbacks that were in the draft, obviously. I mean, but their third round was a wash. So I mean, yeah, they picked a cornerback before they picked a lineman, but they got them both. I think they could have got them both either way, so it didn't really matter. Okay. Pick 95, another third round pick, Mitelvin Aguim, DL from D lineman from Arkansas. I don't really. They're, I don't know they're losing Derek Wolf, so he's going to be the replacement for Derek Wolf. But Derek Wolf was was drafted in the third round. From a smaller school than Arkansas, so I mean it could. It's not a terrible. It pick, could, I guess, could work. But pick one eighteen, Albert. Oh boy, um, he's gonna. We're gonna butcher this name. Let me see. Okweung, but Okweung, tight end from Missouri. Missouri was actually a decent offense. Yeah, last that's year. not a bad pick. I think he's a blocking tight end. So now you have Fant, who's the pass-catching tight end. He's a blocking tight end. And I'm sure I did not say that right, so I'm going to throw that out there. But that was my best attempt. But he can also play, because they got rid of Janovich. True. So he can play fullback in the backfield. And then you have Fant, who can run the route to catch the passes. Justin Strand, linebacker from Wake Forest in the fifth round, pick 178. Trying to make him their middle linebacker? Mm, I mean, I don't know. They play a 3-4 defense, so... They need a good middle linebacker because you saw what Devin Bush did to the Steelers last year. He was an immediate impact, and I think that's why that's what's going to make this draft hurt. Excuse me, even more because they missed on getting their 
stalwart middle linebacker for the next 15 years in the last year's draft. Um, God, I feel like that because I just stood up like that. <laughs> pick 181, Natane Muti, inside offensive lineman from Fresno State. Not bad. Uh, See, they're trying to stack. 44 reps on the bench press at 225. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I and think, that last name doesn't mean small. No, but I think what they're trying to do is they're trying to stack that interior line to try to somehow, some way, if they can, make up for that big hold that they have at left tackle. Well, so my thinking is, at the worst-case scenario, worst-case scenario, their tackles both are meh. Let's let's say that it's Schofield, right? Schofield, no. no. Who's the left tackle? Bulls. Okay, Bulls. I don't know why. Schofield was when they won the Super Bowl. Oh, right. Okay. So that shows you how much I've been paying attention to them. Anyway, so Bowles at left tackle. Let's say at the worst-case scenario, he's meh this upcoming season. And he finally figures out not to hold, but he finally figures out to run him by the hip. Okay, fine. Even if he cuts the corner a little bit, that means that Locke can step up into the pocket, rely on those interior offensive linemen to give him that little bit of a cushion that he needs in order for him to extend the play a little bit. That's my thinking. Here's your problem, is that Pat Shermer is the offensive coordinator. He got brought in this year. He runs 11 personnel almost exclusively. So you have five on five. So if they bring any kind of extra pressure, Locke is going to have to throw it quick. He's already going to have to throw it quick because Bulls is going to hogtie people. What? That's last year, and this might not be a great thing to say, I guess, but last year the UNC offense, a lot of the pass protection was five on five. And although we did the best that we could, it was not necessarily the best choice that we could have made because – Especially in our conference, there's always those teams who like to bring that extra man pressure. I mean, the game that I watched, Cal Poly had basically ran a 5-3. Cal Poly was a gap defense, though. They liked, I mean, you know where they were going, and they were going there, which was nice, especially in the run game, because as long as you, I mean, if you move, the gap moves, and if they're supposed to have a gap and you're moving, then they're going to stay in that a gap. But that's the run game. When they, whenever they brought that six-man pressure, there was just nobody to pick it up. And although we were RPO like hot read offense, it wasn't necessarily the best choice. No, so I think, I people, don't I think know teams going to work very well this this year. Especially teams grossly underrate the were the value of play action. Oh no, and bringing 100%. in a tight end because you can always slip a tight end outside. Oh, one hundred percent. And with Noah Fant, he can pass block. I put that in air quotes because he can't really block, but. Oh. And then he slips out, and then you have an outlet receiver for the quarterback. Which, but worst case scenario, I mean, that's nice to have that outlet, and he can get you five yards a pop. I think what their Especially interior offensive line is going to look like is going to be Reisner at left guard, Cush yeah. at center, and then Cush they brought in uh, they brought in somebody from the Lions. Hold on, I love Cush at center. He's a, I think it's a good. I know, fit. I know, we're biased because we were both centers, but I love that pick. Are, are both centers because where I was. Well, once a center, always a center. No matter what. Who did they get in free agency? Graham Glasgow, who is a guard and center in Detroit. Oh, so he has dirty. The, he has the ability to play both. Uh, their interior dirty. line is fine. And then you have Natane Muti. To, you still have Sam Jones, the kid from Highlands Ranch and Arizona State, yeah. on the practice squad. Yeah. You have Natan Muti now as depth. You got enough offensive linemen that if you wanted to, you can go swing 
lineman, put in an extra tackle at tight end. I said this year, you might as well. Excuse me. You might as people. Try, yeah, try. I mean, play the system. Try different things. You don't, I mean, last year, sure, you went 7-9, and nine, but you don't know necessarily what works and what doesn't. So you might as well just throw all your cards out on the table, see what you like, and go with it. If you want to bring in that extra offensive lineman, great. That's what the Raiders did a couple years ago, and they had some serious success. The incognito did good for them. Exactly. And it's... Look at the Titans. Roger look, yeah, Staffel, exactly. The Titans. I mean, it's been shown to work. Mm-hmm. So until it until it's proven that it doesn't work anymore, but why don't you go with it? I will say mm-hmm. that those offensive lines that we're talking about, the Rams with Saffold and, Whitwor- and Whitworth, and then the Titans with Luan and Saffold, it's always a great tackle going along with the great guard. And right now you got a great guard center guard combo. But your right tackle with Juan James is soft as butter. He mm. won't play unless he feels 110%. How often do you feel 110%? Never, especially at the NFL level. And then Garrett Bowles who thinks that he's at a rodeo, he thinks he's mutton busting all the time. I don't I've never seen somebody and I've watched millions and millions of clips of pass pro protection. And I've never seen somebody drop their outside foot faster and just hog tie somebody. Just steps jump on their in, back. He steps into the bucket every single play. He just he just swivels his hips. He's a turnstile, but he's big and athletic, so he's strong enough that he holds these guys. And the refs got tired of throwing holding flags on him. But then he also last year when they asked him about it, oh these refs are just out to get me, dude. You've led the league in holding for the past three years. There's probably a reason why they're looking at you. Uh, after Natane Muti. Pick fit 252, Tyree Cleveland, another wide receiver. This one from Florida. He's 6'2", 209, 4'4", So he'd be more of uh, uh, Henry Ruggs. Actually, Jerry Judy is the bigger receiver from Alabama, not the faster one. So then this is another big receiver. I think they're looking for somebody to possibly move into the slot, and then they need somebody to take over the second spot. I don't know how much I like this one because it reminds me of Tim Patrick. and They already had him on roster, so why waste a draft pick on this guy? And then the last pick that they had is 254. Derek Tuska, edge rusher from North Dakota State. That could be decent because then, I mean, you can the last the time that their defense of, was good was when they had Vaughn and Devon. Well, no, they had Vaughn, Bradley Chubb, and uh, Shaq Barrett. I mean, yeah. that was their last best defensive line. True. You could count Shane Ray, but Shane Ray didn't really play that year because of his wrist. I mean, overall, I don't like the draft because I don't think they addressed the needs that they had to. Elway, I don't like the way that he drafts. I think he screwed he screwed every draft except for one up. But this what this does prove is that they are all in on um, Drew Locke. There's no questioning that. It's not like when we were talking it about the be. Jets draft. Well, with, they should be. I with mean, the quarterback drafted in the fourth round, then you have the uncertainty. Well, is he supposed to be there for this well, year? Then, is he supposed to be there for next year? Now, this is Locke's team. They're trying to get him as many weapons as he can, trying to make sure that he's not going to get immediate pressure in his face from the interior offensive line. And and I'll be honest with you, I, I agree with you. I don't like their draft. But I do like that they're finally there's finally at least a little bit of consistency. I haven't felt that consistency since they had – Manning. I mean, obviously, when they brought Peyton Manning and they were going to have him be their, be their quarterback. That was no question. But now that they have that one little staple in their offense of, okay, we fully trust Locke. We want him to be our signal caller. Let's build around him. I think that's 
that I think that's a step in the right direction for sure. All right. Now the We're other kind thing, of on on the same page with that. Go ahead. Um, just a little side note, I guess, since the last time that we talked, um, the Jets signed uh, Flacco, which, after thinking about it, I wasn't happy at first because I was, I don't know, I just I don't like Flacco in general, I guess. But thinking about it, like, and you told me this, um, if they were to bring him in as like a mentor to the younger QB, just in case. I mean, he can be a mentor to Darnold too, honestly. Um, but just in case Darnold goes down and they have to put the younger QB in, I think it's a contingency plan. We talked about it on that episode. Which I'm not. Ma- I'm not. If mad Darnold at. goes down halfway through the game, put in the rookie. If yeah, Darnold then you goes have, down, but then you have Flacco, Flacco start the next game because or, he or knows you have how to Flacco, game plan. Yeah, and then you can teach the younger guy how to how to game plan. I'm I'm not mad at that. All right, real quick because I want to kind of get to bed. I got to get up at six or five five o'clock in the morning for work. We'll do the schedule game real quick for the Broncos because we did it with the Bengals and the Jets. Um, we start week out one, the Titans. Yeah, and it's a primetime game. I think it's a Thursday night game. Oh no, they're well, they're at home though. Yeah, they're at home. Eight fourteen, August fourteenth is a Friday night game. What? Interesting. Oh no, September fourteenth. I was gonna say, what? They don't play on Fridays. September 14th, it's a Monday night game. It's the second Monday night game, so I bet you Denver watches, but I bet you nobody else does. True. Um, Titans going into the Broncos. What I do you Titans. Tit- I, I would probably say the Titans, too. I mean, they were on such a hot streak last year, I'm sure that they'll pick it up. I go Titans for sure. Titans in that one. So we have Broncos starting off the season 1-0, then they go to Pittsburgh uh, the following oh week. Not 1-0. Oh 0-1. So then they go to Pittsburgh the following week. Ooh. 0-2. Yeah, I got to go 0-2 for that one for sure. Buccaneers that one's going to be, Denver. That one's going to be interesting because it's Brady. You, got, you got the caveat of Brady. And, and the, last, the last person to beat uh, Tom Brady as, the, as a Bronco was Peyton Manning. So you got you to gotta take that into account. Sure, it's a different team. So it's all going to depend... I'd say Tampa's on, really talented outside are. of. They just need everything. somebody to to hold them together, and I think they Brady just can't have a quarterback that. who's throwing that can't see the linebackers. <laughs> Wait, a, he got his LASIK. Wait a second, y'all play with eleven on defense. You guys have different color jerseys. I thought everybody was my receiver. That's why I was. Th- I thought I threw sixty touchdowns instead of just thirty. That's why I was confused. I didn't get MVP. <laughs> following week they go to New York I think we gave that one to the Jets because it's a body clock thing because you got to go all the way to the East Coast so we have them starting 0-4 yeah that's a or did you give this one to the Bucks yeah I give that one so they go 0-4 through September first week of October they go to New England I don't know New England's not been kind to them but that was with Brady I might I might be the monkey wrench and give that one to the Broncos Although the quarterback that they have has been learning under Brady for multiple seasons, multiple years. It'll be interesting. So Stidham is a wild card. I kind of think that I can see the Broncos winning this one. It's an 11 a.m. game, but they got to go East Coast. Um, I'll stick with the Patriots. I think they start 0-5. I'm giving them 1-4. They host the Dolphins next week. Ooh, I might. <laughs> one At that five. point, we might see a Drew Locke-Tua matchup. I'm going to go, t- go 1-4. I'm gonna go one and five. That'll be my I first one. I go one and five. Uh, Chiefs the next week at home. 
Oh, give that to the Chiefs. One and no six. question. The Falcons the following week in Atlanta. I go one and seven. I go two and six. I mean, Atlanta's going to be so much better than they were last year. I still go two and six. I'm sticking by it. They go to Vegas the following week. First matchup with the Raiders. I'm going to give them that win. I go two and seven. Uh, I go three and six. Chargers go to the Broncos. I give them three and seven. Uh, you would have four, and, four six. and six. Yeah. Saints to the Broncos. Oh. Or Saints at, at Denver. Four and seven. Uh, I would I would go three and eight. Um, Broncos in Arrowhead. That's a Sunday night game. So uh, three and three and nine. Four and eight. I think where I'm at. To the Panthers with Teddy Bridgewater starting at quarterback. Four wow, this is not going well. Four and nine. This is a tough schedule. I have them at three and ten. <laughs> they host the Bills the following week. That was a bad game last year. I give them a chance to win that one. I'll go four and ten. Uh, I'm at. I'm already at four and ten. Go to the Chargers in Los Angeles. I, I give. Think I they've give swept the Chargers the, Chargers, the earlier one, so. but they've swept the Chargers the last couple of years. I know. I give so. the Chargers the earlier one, but I'll give them this one. So I'm at five and ten, which makes me at four and eleven. And then they host the Raiders to end the season again. I'll go six and six and ten. I have them at five and eleven. I think it's just a tough schedule it's for a rookie quarterback. Well, yeah, but it's interesting that they did better than we predicted. Well, no, I guess that, I mean, no. I mean, it is what it is. It, yeah. I think they have the possibility to go seven and nine, which will piss a lot of people off. But uh, it'll it'll be an interesting one. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We're being we. Give, being given the go-home cue from inside because we got to get to bed. Everybody has to get up early for work, so thank you guys for listening. Plug your social medias again. Uh, Twitter, at Dom Pilato. D-O-M, you don't have to yell. Sorry, D-O-M-P-A-L-L-O-T-T-O. Uh, Instagram, at Dom Pilato 63. Uh, let me think. TikTok, at Dom Pilato 63. And I don't have a Facebook, so there you go. Follow the show on Twitter at COAPod73. Me on Twitter at Jimmy Pilato. Instagram at Proud underscore WAP. Um, TikTok at Jimmy Pilato. And then if you listen on Apple Podcasts, please rate and review and subscribe. So that way we can continue to build this thing. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back on Thursday for another episode. I don't know if Dom will be on that one or not. But we will see you then. Have a good start to your week, everybody.